0: I had had to go on a a different route. But the route worked. And, um, you know, college was for me. It it really was. But so I guess here's, here's the thing, though. It took me actually going. I told myself that if I was going to go back to college, and I said this, you know, well, when I was, when my dad convinced me to go back to high school, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to get my doctorate. And it was more just to prove to myself that. was something that i could complete just you know um, it was more of a personal thing and not like something that i had to do because i wanted to make billions of dollars with a doctorate Um, i did once i started getting into the doctorate decide that i wanted to teach because um, going through the process that i went through i felt like i had this um, different perspective all these different instructors that I had—that some didn't care, some did care. You know, you really get to go through all these situations and say, you know, what is a good instructor, and, and what, how, how do they care about you and you and your your scholastic career, and then your career afterwards.
1: What is up, everyone? This is Scott Brandt, the host of the High School and Beyond podcast. I want to thank you for your support. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, what I'm doing is share my experience when it comes to a holistic career in college planning, sharing the information to allow individuals to know what's out there, to help individuals to make the most informed decision for them and what's best for them. So it's looking at the aspect of students after they get done with high school, what's the best route? And so if college is the best route, there's a lot that goes into planning for college, holistic career and college planning takes place and it has to take place as early as a freshman in high school. But like I said, college isn't for everybody. And so it's not trying to fit somebody in a box that they don't fit into. For those that are regular listeners to the podcast, thank you for your support. Thank you for jumping in, taking a listen to the information that I'm sharing and providing to you, my audience, my tribe, my family. And if you're finding value in the podcast, all I ask is that you share the podcast with others that could benefit with the information that's provided, the value, the content that's being shared within each podcast. (laughs) That allows me to grow as an individual, grow as a podcast, and to increase my reach. And so that's ultimately as podcasters, that's what allows us to grow, get big, and really create an audience and a tribe that is impacted by the message that we're sharing. On this episode, I have a great friend that comes in, talk about his experience with what he's gone through with life. He went and has his doctorate degree. So he's achieved a lot, Um, but it's unique just what he speaks on and just tells that sometimes the information that he got from his degree, he's not really utilizing. Um, And so that's a unique perspective that a lot of people fall into that uh, situation. So hopefully you enjoyed the episode. I will catch you guys next week. Thank you. Recording with Jasper. So uh, we're we're live now. So, what is up, everyone? Scott Brent here, coming and live streaming on the High School and Beyond podcast. And, uh, like I shared uh, earlier before, just to give a heads up with the stream here, if you're watching this and it's on Facebook, because I don't think YouTube gives the option to uh, share. And then Twitch. I know we're on Twitch right now, but if you have the option to share this on your your page, share it. There's a little button that says "Share," and then you can start a watch party and whatnot. So that's the only way when it comes to podcasting and live streaming to get the information out. So, um, but I I do have the pleasure of having uh, Doctor G on tonight. Uh, we were sitting down and talking yesterday. And uh, just talking about some different things. And then towards the end, before I had to leave to go record the other podcast with Mary Wilson, uh, Dr. G had talked about coming on, sharing his perspective, um, because... That's one of the things when it comes to the holistic career and college planning piece is having other people share their experience. So people don't look at me like I'm just talking to talk um, because there's a lot of information. And I've had uh, parents get mad at me before. I had somebody I was talking to and I was like, you know what? College isn't for everybody. And uh, the mother got mad at me. And she's like, oh, so you're saying my kid's not meant to go to college? I, was like, I didn't say that um no i was just saying that college isn't for everybody um and i know i don't know your perspective on that when i bring that up dr g but um i'll have you just share share your backstory and kind of what you went through and where you're at now and go from there and then of course we'll end it with uh the pod decks i've got that that's a good one there so (laughs) yeah so so you're good uh go ahead and jump on and uh share away
0: cool so I, I completely agree, college isn't for everybody. And college was for me though, but I guess, let me let me go back because like you, I kind of have a different story. So a lot of people are looking to go, in, go into college, they're, they're coming fresh out of high school. But um, I actually, I dropped out of high school and I, I ran away from home when I was 16 and dropped out of high school. I was out, probably my, my sophomore and junior year, I was running the streets and being a, a stupid kid but um, eventually i got talked in talked back into by my dad to go um, and do homeschool and then back in those days homeschool was completely different from what it was or what it is today right so this you had to find colleges that were actually would accept a homeschool diploma so and that was few and far between so i had to take an, an interesting approach so when I finally decided to go back to school, I, I completed my junior and senior year in one year through homeschooling. But then I ran into this issue of I couldn't find colleges that would take that diploma. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so um, I was listening to Jasper, the, the last Jasper Axelrod, the last time you were, you were running this and she was talking about community colleges. And that was the only way I had to go through community college to get myself in, in, Just in a position to go to a four-year college, and um, so that you know, my whole college journey was so it was so different. I didn't actually go to a four-year college. I went to a community college. I was trying to get get a degree in architecture, and um, I was living with my dad. He got stationed in Korea, and then I moved back to Colorado Springs and decided to go to tech school. So I just, (laughs) I went completely out of the four year thing. I was like, I just, cause I needed a job. I needed something to kind of make money. And so I went to tech school or I guess what they calling um, vocational school, but more in a a technology aspect to do um, architectural and structural drafting. And so my idea at that point was, I'll get this two year degree, get into the, at least try to get into the field and then see if I can work get under an architect. And then you know you can work. Then I don't know if it's still the same now. You can work so many years under an architect, and then you could go get go get your certifications and all that, all that kind of. So you didn't necessarily have to go to college that way. Wow, okay. Uh, so so did that, and then um, and got out of the, got out of test school. Got a job. Was working for local home builders, and you know eleven years in architecture, and the housing market crashed. <laughs> So I no longer had a job in arch- had a job in architecture. So what was interesting then, though, is that in in my positions, I I really started getting into the CAD programs, and um, so trying to to customize them and do custom commands that would kind of make our jobs a little bit easier. So I really loved the the um, the programming aspect, and the, you know, the, and it was when you do that it's, the programming wasn't so deep it was just you know more like scripting language at that point but so when the housing market crashed i just made this bold decision to to jump ship pivot and and go in a completely different direction and i went to get a bachelor's in in computer science and, and that kind of is where you know my real college aspect began. But again, it was, I never went to a four year college, right? And so I, this is where I was excited to kind of share on your podcast because a lot of people are thinking four year colleges and, and mm. this and that. And um, you know, I, University of Phoenix and, and there's a place here in Colorado Springs, Colorado Tech. So I, that's where I got my degrees from. I got my bachelor's from University of Phoenix. And then I went back for my master's at Colorado Technical University. And then I went for my doctorate at Colorado Technical University. So there were still technical universities and um, it's just a different avenue that I don't, you know, not a lot of people are forced. I was forced into it because by the time I went for my bachelor's or master's, I was, I was well, I was old, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to some four-year thing where you, college where, you know, kids are, kids are kids, and here I am, this grown man with, with kids of my own, so I, I had I had to go on a, on a different route, but the route worked, and, um, you know, college was for me, it, it really was, but, so I guess, here's, here's the thing, though, it took me actually going I told myself that if I was going to go back to college, and I said this, you know, well, when I was, when my dad convinced me to go back to high school, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to get my doctorate. And it was more just to prove to myself that that was something that I could complete, just, you know, um, it was more of a personal thing and not like something that I had to do because I wanted to make billions of dollars with a doctorate. Um, I did. Once I started getting into the doctorate, decide that I wanted to teach because um, going through the process that I went through, I felt like I had this um, different perspective, and you know, all these different instructors that I had that some didn't care, some did care. You know, you really get to go through all these situations and say, you know, what is a good instructor, and and what, that, how how do they care about you and you and your your scholastic career and then your career afterwards, and I started just picking those things up apart and saying, you no, know, I, I feel like I could really help people um, go through the scholastic this scholastic process. And so when I was going through the, my doctorate, that really was this this drive was I wanted to teach. And so here's where it's even more interesting. So so now I have a doctorate a doctorate in computer science, and I've i i don't exactly utilize my degree. So I do own a web development company and so in that sense, yes I do. so I am you know coding in, you know, with PHP and then there's HTML and all those other aspects. so I am utilizing it in that way. but I have yet to get a teaching job. And, mm-hmm. which is still a big thing for me. I still want to do. Um, but when it comes to getting into those types of careers, a lot of times you just have to know the right people. And I don't know. And I just don't know the right people. And hmm. you know, I've applied to to jobs for the school that I graduated from. So I have their degree, their degree that they gave me and they hmm. don't want
1: to hire me. <laughs> that That's uh that's a crazy perspective when you really think about it. It's like, okay, you guys invested into my education and I want to come back and return that investment that you gave me. Um, but they don't want to hire you. And so that's a that's a unique thing when you really think about it and look at it. And so when you look at both the engineering aspects and then the computer science piece, how quickly does it occur where things are changing? Um, I think computer science is probably a quicker career field that things are constantly changing, updating and then when you're going through college to get your degree in computer science what they're teaching you may be like two two or three years old and you have a a lot of updated information that isn't being taught right away because you got to go through all the book updates and whatnot Um, but when it comes to engineering how quickly does that field change um is there a lot of different technicalities that kind of come up and you have the foundation but then once you get out into the actual real world with the degree knobs that you receive how much of it is matching up so
0: for for the engineering so i i worked Strictly as a drafts person, right? So I basically was, was just taking schematic drawings and 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 uh, from from the in-house architect or the, the, the design supervisor or whatever it was at that point, and you know, taking those drawings and then making them into construction document documents. So my whole thing really was it was residential drafting. So I would get house plans, just these schematics, and then put them into um, a plan that was a buildable plan. And so from that aspect, not a whole lot changed, right? what um, I can tell you, though, because the home builder that we worked with, um, very big on making sure that all aspects of the, of the plans were engineered. So I had to deal with a lot of engineers, structural engineers, <laughs> electrical engineers, um, and, and HVACs and, and, and those types of systems, those engineers. and so. By dealing with them, things change a lot, and <laughs> and maybe not necessarily through the engineering aspect, but through requirements, through building codes. So, at the time when I was drafting. There was uh, the the regional building department was going through a huge update, trying to get to these national building codes, right? So, that those changed. All the time so (laughs) you're constantly taking something to an engineer thinking that you know i got this based off of what we did last time like now because regional really wants to see this now so i have to include this and so (laughs) those type of things were really changing i mean as far as the math and all that stuff that goes with engineering i don't know i couldn't really talk to that on, on how quickly that changed but as far as just the drafting aspect you constantly were having to you know adjust to what um the building codes and things were going at that time i think that was probably more of the changes that in, in, in at least in the residential housing industry was happening commercial is a completely different animal you know there's it's just a completely, it's a completely different animal right there's more at stake there than just a, a single family um, you know so um but yeah it, and as far as drafting goes though, the, the the main change then is whatever whatever type of tool you're using right so the CAD programs hmm. change every year and they, they do updates with their software. But then again, at that point in time, there is um, there is the building information model. When I was doing that, was was in its infancy. So the, the CAD software was trying to figure out <clears throat> how to, um, I guess just for layman's terms, the building information models, so like you're taking this plan, and this plan digitally has every component that's in that building. So like what type of, what type of, um, pipes are being used what your hvac system what is the furnace what is the model number it has everything in that (laughs) so it so when you can go in that you can you know what is in this building if something breaks you have all the data right it's just right there and so but that and now and like i haven't been in that industry in a while but i'm sure it's like off the charts now the things that you can do with 3d modeling is probably pretty insane Um, But so there was a big shift going on with just that aspect and then engineers and drafters and all of us because they're all trying to, you know, do this collaborative effort of making these plans be this this 3D model. So that was an interesting shift for us. And, Mm. you know, as but with technology, so with the computer science piece, you got to look at that, too. So ask him the computer science and all those these applications that people are using you know, so that is shifting quickly, right? Because like you were saying, computer science, it just, it it just changes. I mean, it's hard for people to kind of keep up with that. So the same thing happens with the engineering, like they have to keep up with the software that they're trying to utilize as well, not just the regional building codes. So there's all these learning curves that happen. So that, that was an interesting piece. That answer your question?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it, it's one of those things that ultimately um, I look at it to potentially where somebody could go through a community college and get the basic foundation and then go out into that career field. And then they start really picking up the knowledge piece. They start picking up the experience piece, which is the most vital thing. Um, But that's also why individuals are in school if they go that route. I highly suggest trying to find unpaid internships or anything of that nature that allows you to pick up that experience that you can combine with what's being taught in the classroom. To what's actually happening in the career field and matching that up and bring it, bringing it together. Um, but I think a lot of times people look and they they hear the idea of unpaid internship and they're like, I don't want to do that because I want to make money. Um, but I'm like, in the long term, if you have it where you're looking at that experience, that experience is going to pay off for you in the long term instead of just this quick let me work in the restaurant industry, let me be a waiter, um, anything of that nature. Um, and then we do have George devalis that came on. He's saying, uh, hello, gentlemen. So what's up, George? Uh, I, I know this is probably really with uh, what you do within your career, uh, George. This kind of fits very well with kind of what we're talking about um because i know you've got some things in regards to the construction piece and you're doing the consultant piece uh from the last time that we had talked to whatnot um but ultimately like we were talking i think people really have to look at the opportunity to go and take those internships on um and that's something that i've talked to to business owners too i'm like ultimately when i'm talking to these students you could potentially have an unpaid intern come in work with you You can see how they work as an individual, and then if they're a great fit for your company, you could potentially bring them on as a part-time employee, and you've already done the vetting. And so if they're going the unpaid intern route, you don't have to worry about paying them. You're giving them that experience, but if they don't fit your company, you're not losing money potentially because you're not having to pay them um so i don't know what your outlook on that when it comes to thinking outside the box um because you know i I, i'll think some crazy stuff uh, (laughs) and bring it
0: it's not that crazy and so i was actually fortunate enough to find a company that was willing to do an unpaid internship so i actually did it i was i was not paid but the value of what came out of that, and so that was with web development. But I can I can take this in two in two avenues. So if we just go back to the to the um, the engineering, the structural drafting, and all that. So my, my when I coming out of that tech school, the first my first job, they hired me. Literally, they hired me because I knew what the difference between an nominal lumber sizes and actual lumber sizes, (laughs) and they said as long as you know that i can teach you the rest and Hmm. and so they didn't care what i learned in college they really didn't they just i mean they can you work on the cad so i had to show them that i could draw i could draw on the computer and list the commands and this and that and and whatever but that was really that was their hiring factor is that i was one of the few that actually knew the difference between nominal and actual lumber size Hmm. so that was interesting but and i learned so much from that first design firm that i that i worked with um, even to the, to things that i didn't learn when i was in in school right so there's there's what you learn in school and you have these projects and you do the projects and this and that but it's it's geared towards just teaching you this foundation right <laughs> so then you get into work and you have this foundation but then real life happens and you're having you know, to deal with customers and and design changes and making this and making that. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff that was just like, crap. This is this is pretty insane. So that's on, that's on that piece. And then you go to computer science. So what's interesting with computer science is that what I what I learned in my masters, they were teaching program. We were teaching with they taught with C plus plus, and everybody at that time was were looking for C sharp people who were who could code in C C sharp language. And C sharp was pretty much you know, a lot of a lot of houses are doing C, C sharp nowadays. So, um, so it's interesting because you know it's, it's it's just syntax at that point, right? Or syntax, sorry. So if I know if I know the C language, I just really have to figure out how to do loops and and, and all this stuff in in the C sharp. So you just gotta lear, learn that that syntax. So, um, but houses didn't you know these 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 um, these software development companies didn't, they're like, you, I, I don't need a C++ coder. Mm. I need a C++ coder. And so that it killed you, right? Cause now you're in school and you're like, well, I, I paid this money for school and I learned this and you're telling me that I can't utilize that. But mm. really, if you think about it, like literally it is just learning how to do you know, in C sharp, but I learned how to do in C++ plus. it's really not that difference. Like any, <laughs> any programmer can say, look, I learned this, I can take this knowledge and do Java and C sharp and, and all these different other kind of uh, programming languages. I just need to learn the syntax. So, yeah. um, but that was, that was an interesting thing. So when I had this going back to your, your question about the, the, um, the unpaid internship. So I was like, still, I was in school. I was doing some things, and I was trying to get jobs. So I now I already have my bachelor's. So I had a bachelor's degree, but I had no experience, and, and so I'm going. Well, how do I get the experience? And that was my way of doing it. Is saying, I don't care. I have the degree, but now I need the experience. I'll I'll sit here and learn for free. Yeah. You just just give me the knowledge. This this on the job training that all these people want. And because I needed to meet both of those requirements, and I think it's still a thing today, you know, we always said, this is huge, whenever I was looking for the job, you know, I have schooling, but you need experience, well, how can I get experience, you know, or if you don't have a degree, then you need a degree, well, I need both. And um, that was the only way that unpaid internship was the only way I could get both, and I learned, literally, I learned so much. And I was only there for probably about six months, because then I had to actually, I needed, you know, I had, still had bills to pay, so I had to find yeah. something. But within that six-month period, um, with the with the lead developer, and just gaining his knowledge on this real-world experience, I learned I learned more with him than I did in my my bachelor's. <laughs> and so it was it was an amazing thing, and I would encourage, you know we, with my web development company, we already talked about that. I know there's a lot of people out here. So I know um, Madeline Costa, she's, she does some work with, with UCCS, I think, with taking some interns. And so yep. it's just an important aspect to get the, both of those schooling and yeah. on-the-job experience. And so the, people just can't, I mean, some people can, but it's just, it's, that seems to be the, still be the huge up for people when they come out of college, is that that's still this thing that people want.
1: Yeah. And I I think it's it's a very unique thing because we do a lot of both of us do a lot of personal development. And so it's a unique aspect because one of the books that I read is The Boot and the Badass by Vishen Lakhiani. And he was talking that in regards with employees, um, they did a Harvard study, I believe, and the employees that are most effective, are those employees that have overcome challenges and have had the the struggle in life before that really forces them to think differently, pivot, and be able to overcome the challenges. And then they're looking at these people that never had any challenges. Um, You'll have some students that will go through school at a breeze, nothing challenged them and whatnot. They really weren't forced to do anything. And then all of a sudden they get to college and they may freak out because it's not easy like high school was. Um, and so I think that's another thing that we have to look at when you're coming out of college and maybe you don't have the experience, but maybe you've come overcome a lot of different things. And that's where we have to remember when the students are going through is they need to look at the challenges that they may have had to deal with and what they did to overcome that to sell themselves to the employer. Um, But it also comes down to the fact of is the employer looking at the individual or are they looking at this individual coming in to fill the bottom line? Um, And so it's one of those very unique things that, has to adjust, especially in the, the time that we are now. Um, I think a lot of different things that employers do are still very old school and they're missing out on a lot of opportunities. Um, and so I don't know when you look at that, what your perspective is because you are doing the coaching piece too, the mindset piece. Um, and I think ultimately, that's another thing that people have to realize is you can start a business, you can start a career without a, without having to worry about a degree um, because life coaching. Um, I've heard individuals where there's been a coach that's been 20 years old and has worked with individuals. Um, and then I look at the big speakers like Peter Voog, who got into network marketing and did a lot of big speeches. And he's 25 years old and he's getting in front of CEOs and talking um, and so it's it's a very different perspective and ways to look at it but we still have a lot of people that are set in their ways and don't want to do any of the changing piece and I tell people changes is a consistent in life that's the only thing you're ever going to come across so I don't know what your outlook is on that um, because running it. Uh, you may have to bring in employees. Um, and so when you're looking at that, what's your idea or what's your philosophy when it comes to somebody that may not have gone through college um, and somebody that may have gone through college? What's your outlook? What's your perspective on that?
0: So we, we so I have partners. So I have, I have two business partners. And we've talked about this at great length. So one of my business partners, <clears throat> actually both. So, I mean, my sister is one and then Ryan is, is the other. And um, so Ryan, ha- he doesn't have a degree at all. He's, he's certified and, and in search um, engine optimization, so he has certifications. And that, that's a whole other road, right? Certifications are, are especially in the com- in the computer science field, like the, the, the degree is cool. But if you ever look at people who have, uh, in the computer science realm, they have a whole other you know, alphabet soup coming after them, and that's, their their certifications, and so certifications. You know, if you if you want to look for an, another avenue outside of college, is is if you could if you have the knowledge. So a lot of people are you know kids today are programming their their coding on their own they just learn it right they they, Mm -hmm. I pick up a book I want to learn how to do this or or you know doing uh, uh, websites with HTML or they learn PHP just because you know they're streaming and they want a they want a website so they can't pay someone to do it so these kids are they have a knowledge base today that um, they could actually go out and get hired Based off of just the knowledge that they have, and so we <laughs> talked about this at great length. Is you know, there are and there are there are people out there who have more programming knowledge and can can code like circles around me, right? And they have mm. they, they don't have a degree, so why why would I uh, push that type of talent to the side? And that mm-hmm. it literally is talent. These people can see things in the coding realm, and 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 they have this. I mean, a lot of people will say this, that, you know, people who program or even those who do uh, drafting or who, whatever your, your field is, pe- you, you tend to dream in that field, right? You, you solutions. And so I'll, I'll have coding problems or I'll dream and I'm like, oh, and I'll come up with a solution. And I like, oh, that's a solution. And I'll go and code it and it works. So, but there are people who can just sit there and their, their mind works. I mean, so like you know, the movie The Matrix. This is a, this is a great analogy. So you know, there's that scene where Neo walks up to the guy, and he's just sitting there watching the code, and he's like, "I see this and see that." He's like, "Well, all I see his code." Well, there are people who can visually see that code and what it does, and it's just it's a, it's a gift. It's it's an art form. Right? So why would I say just because you don't have a, a college degree, why would I not give you the chance? As long as yeah. as you're you as a person this is where the mindset parts to come into that as long as you as a person is fitting into my company culture or my company brand and we 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 meld that way i don't care whether you have a degree or not i mean yes i have a knowledge but i can give you the knowledge just like the my first job right i can give you what you need i just want to make sure you at least know the nominal natural size of lumber that's all i care about and do you meld with my company because the rest can, is coachable, as long as you're coachable, That's a huge thing, right? And you talked about network marketing and I will. I am the biggest proponent of network marketing because it does build, I mean, it's, it builds your personal development. It just simply, mm-hmm. there's just no, you have to do it. And all my personal development came from network marketing. Everything that, who I am today is based off of, you know, my upline saying you should read this book because you need that personal development, you need personal development, you need personal development. And Mm -hmm. as I started reading all these books and I'm going, oh my gosh, there's this whole other type of knowledge that's out there that you do not get in college. You do not get in high school, you do not get in college. There's a whole completely different thing. And and knowing what I know now, I probably could have landed many more jobs because I worked, now that I work on this, when I go into those interviews now, there's this confidence level and this, this mindset that I have that it attracts people. Yeah. I, it's like, wow, this this guy, this kid, he's got his shit together, right? And but that comes from personal development. So yeah. people are more apt to take a chance with you when they when they get that that when they're vibing with you, right? We can get into the whole aspect of, of the you know, law of vibrations and this and that. But so, but just to your question really that's that's what you're looking for those people that okay yes do you have some knowledge I mean, i'm not going to pull somebody on the street that has zero knowledge of H because then i really have to, to train them but now yeah. an unpaid internship sure i'll bring someone and has very maybe limited knowledge I'd like to sit there and teach them about this and throw them some certain little things and just build that knowledge yeah um, so that's where the unpaid internship really comes into play um and then you develop them as as an employee. So it's just that that's a beautiful thing, and um, but just on the other side of that is as long as as long as you have a little bit of knowledge and you fit my company culture, I will give you a job. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to turn away the person who has the college degree, yeah. Because you know, again, there's the two part. The, the second part is are you fitting into my company culture? And so mm-hmm. to me, that's where you're coaching and the mindset really is a huge thing that people don't know and life coaches and, and mindset coaches and all these people get with them get with them because you will develop yeah. your, a whole different side of who you are that will attract you and you can basically get any job because you just uh, what you have up here
1: yep. so, yeah. So the other thing that I, I really speak with and I tell students and families when I'm sitting down and, and talking to them is as a student has an idea about what they want to do, I highly suggest having that student go talk to somebody in that career field that can really give them the nitty gritty. It's not what well, you go search on Google and you get all those good butterfly and rainbows and all that. It's like, no, go talk to somebody so you can get the nitty gritty and you can see what it truly is like. Um, Because it's interesting. uh, We know Chad Nash, who's an electrician. And um, I was talking to him and he was saying that his daughter, when it was her senior year of high school, had a friend that all she wanted to do was be a vet tech. And then it was the senior of high school, Christmas vacation, she went and shadowed and actually saw what a vet tech did. And she's like, oh, I want to love on the animals. I want to care for them. And then when she saw that there was blood in telling with dealing as a vet tech, she's like, I can't do this anymore. And it blew her dreams out of the water because she didn't do that deep dive. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So you spent your whole time and you're a senior in high school and you're getting ready to leave high school and go into the real world. And you finally see what it truly is like. And you're like, I can't do this. So my question, when you look at your experience, what do you think you would have gone into engineering and computer science had you talked to somebody and actually seen what it's like with the the true career field um or were you one that's like nope this is what i want to do i'm going to go do it and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out <laughs>
0: right well so for um you know for, for the for the arch, for the architectural drafting for that for that uh probably it probably would have it suited me more because i found i loved it but because the architecture piece I, I love houses and i never wanted to do, i never wanted to do commercial architecture because i love houses and i feel sorry for people who invite me to their house for the first time because that's what, all i do is really look at their house and and kind of like break down what the design looks like and and then i pay attention to the people because of, but usually it's, it's typically the house that i go into first and um but I, I love the houses. Now drawing them wasn't so entertaining. It was it was I mean it was okay, right? Mm. There was cool aspects. So the, the cool aspects that I was really drawn to was the you know 3D modeling or the artistic aspect of it, but not the scientific parts of it. Not you know the, the math and all that it, it is what it is, right? You have math. Yeah. And it, it's about everything you do. But drawing the houses was okay. I mean it was it was it was all right. So I realized and that's where that flip, that flip came, right? So then you go into the computer science piece and then I love I love the programming, I mean, like I I don't want to say I'm a computer I kind of am a computer geek, right? But I, I mean I'm okay with getting out from behind the computer and I like to sit here and code, but there's a, I still like that arch, that artsy part, right? And so that's where the web development really sp- spoke to me. Mm. And so it took kind of doing both Both spectrums, right? To find out that there is this this middle ground that I wanted to be in, and it still really focuses on the artistic piece. And so, um, so, but if you don't talk to people, you don't necessarily know that there's these different levels, right? And so, maybe if I had went into a, a drafting studio and said, "Okay, well, let me sit down and watch you do this." I probably would have been bored and probably I wanted to do something else. (coughs) And, um, but the, the coding piece, I don't think I necessarily need to talk to anybody. I, but I, I felt like I picked that up on my own, right? When Mm, I was was customizing the CAD, the CAD software and and doing, um, doing those little, those little scripts, I kind of got a taste for it. And so I, I really, um, sort of understood that. And then. We also had um, in the the <coughs> the IT department the 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 chief information officer. He was a programmer, and so I would always pick his brain. So I kind of well, okay. had that. Um, but so yeah, I mean, I, it, it is important. <coughs> excuse me, it is important for to really kind of get more of a, a an idea because I think you well, what what do people want? How do, why do you? want to be a vet like i thought i wanted to be a vet too then i realized i would watch an animal die mm. and that was just not my thing did i want to be a doctor no because i didn't knew i did not want to go in and be in someone's you know whatever <laughs> whoever a doctor has to go i knew i did not want to go there so but outside of that there's we have this 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 vision this this dream of um and almost this delusion of grandeur right of what that job is supposed to look like but every job has its its crap points I really I mean, and I'm just it's just honest right cuz even in computer science there's there's this aspect of your programming and blah 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 but then you got to deal with with time deadlines and this and that and if you hit this 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 bug you're like I have no idea what's going on that's a crap point and some people really thrive on it and they like i i just mm, i love that that pressure but some people don't and so you have to realize where you stand in that and so you really kind of have to dig in and do yeah definitely talk to people Long story short, Scott. Yes. <laughs> you know
1: I like to word the questions, and sometimes we just go down this this large tunnel and whatnot, and then we come up and we're like, "Hey, here's, here's the end result and whatnot." So, but I, I, it, it comes into the point too, though it's asking the questions and uh, just getting people to think and whatnot, and so that's a little bit of the coaching piece too. So, <laughs> um, well, that's
0: what I love about coaching though is that a lot of and this is the other thing like when you're coming out of college or you're coming out of high school you don't know what questions to ask you really don't. Yeah. again like this if that if um, nash's daughter didn't take that have that opportunity she would have never known because she would have known the questions to ask am i gonna have to deal with this poor animal that got mutilated by a car. Now I'm I'm not seeing the whole fluffy lovey thing. I'm seeing this deformed animal with blood all over its fur, right? So, but you don't know to answer that question. You think that yeah. that's because you love animals, right? And that seems like it's the right avenue to go on. Um, so, but that's where the coaching piece comes into, and that's where like you know what you do with the high school and beyond stuff is it's so important because it brings this this more in-depth knowledge of what that looks like and and helps you to make more of an informed decision so my oldest braden you talked to him and for a long time he was wanting to join the military he was wanting to go to the air force Academy. he was wanting to do this he was wanting to do that and i'm like well cool let's let's go on some some things that kind of help you get there and um i think the thing that really got him was we we got him into jr jrotc and he's like i don't want this (laughs) i don't want this but i know his thing because they had you know with high school there's kids that weren't he's too he's braden's an interesting character but at least he had a taste of something to say this isn't really where i think i want to go and um but he he still he thought about maybe still joining the military but going into the into medicine and now he just really wants to do medicine. So he's, yeah. he's really kind of finding that. But it's a good thing, you know, like you were saying, to encourage him to say, we were talking just before we went live, of the field he wants to go into is we know somebody and say, maybe we could get you to talk to that person yeah. and see what that's all about. Because, you know, again, what you envision may not be what the reality
1: is. Yep, yeah. And the, the, I think the other thing that families and students have to realize, too, is if you're going college route or you're going to start working right out of high school and whatnot. you ultimately have to understand that it's free to change your mind during those four years uh, because you're not going to be stuck. But once you go to college and you make that decision, it can be very detrimental. Um, It can be very long and tedious by changing your mind. And uh, one of the sad stats and I was talking to Jasper last week on this was when it comes to high school, the high school guidance counselors on average are seeing students about eight minutes every year. Um, and then now with some of these schools as large as they are too, it's uh, I've seen it where students are having to wait two weeks to talk to the high school guidance counselor. Um, and so it's one of those things that high school guidance counselors, they are, they have a ton on their plate and they don't get paid enough for it. Um, But when you look at it, teachers in general too, though, they've got a lot on their plate and they don't get paid enough. Um, But a lot of them are in there because of the passion to really shape the next generation and to help mold and uh, do what they need to. Um, But honestly, I look at it too, when it comes to the high school realm, we've got to start putting personal development in there. Um, And so I know Patrick and I have talked about creating our own school. um, And that's one of those things that really needs to be instilled into the students because they're so impressionable. um, And then the mindset piece to really allow them to overcome and achieve what they really want to achieve. But it's also the matter of the fact of they're they're worried about impressing their friends. They're worried about impressing everybody else. And then they throw themselves on the back burner. And then ultimately, they get left in the dust because they've been so prone to worry about the opinions of others. Um, And so it's a tough piece. Um, But then I look at it, too. And it's also what's the home environment like? Because if you got parents that aren't in this realm and aren't working on themselves, it's tough for the kids to really see that. Um, And so it's a unique approach um, and it's not easy work, but it's work that has to be done. And, uh, like we were talking last night, I was like, man, if I could get jump in a time machine and go back to the age of 15 and 16 with the information that I have, oh, like, true. oh my goodness, like it would be a game changer and things would be completely different.
0: Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that's so, you know, I actually do the mindset coach, right? So I'm doing the mindset coach piece too. Because it's so important, and one of the things of where I really want to go with it, and I just I, I haven't really figured out how to how to make that happen. Is to do exactly what you were saying, not necessarily do a school of my own, but how do I get to? To those kids and teach them about personal development, because what mm-hmm. what you were saying, and this is such an interesting thing that be, because and you never know this as a kid because you never have personal development, right? So yeah. while we're out there as kids trying to impress our friends and trying to do this and trying to do that, um, if you could, if you could just work on this, work on the your your personal development, and work on your mind, work on the mindset you uh, will impress your friends in ways that you have you could never imagine and mm-hmm. so there's this this perfect story and again i will talk about my oldest son because he's he's really involved my youngest one is too but not like my oldest so he's really involved in where i go with the mindset and so we work out these programs for him or you know these these not programs but these uh, exercises for him um on what he wants to do right <coughs> And so he came. He's like, I think this is this is the person I want to be as I as I go through high school. And he just listed down all these qualities and I'm like, cool. And so here's your exercises that you can do, and, um, and you just work on them. And he 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 was working on them. And so a month later, I had I think I was telling you this last night. I had a parent-teacher conference with a couple of his <laughs> teachers, and they're like, we have seen this interesting shift in braden right he used to be not want to talk in class and this and that and he was very reserved highly intelligent but very reserved this is but now now we see you know just in this past month Mm. and it just clicked in the past month right when he started doing his own personal development we've seen him become more social we've seen him become turn into not so much of a follower but a leader in class he's coaching more kids, he's being this, this person and everything that they were laying out that they've seen him become was everything that he had on his list. And so how important, I mean, mm. it is so flippin' important to get the mindset, and the mindset and the personal development in front of these kids because the successes that they'll have in life moving forward, I mean, and like we were saying last night, and th- that shift happened in a month. You mm. take you know once they go through college and they get to be you know our age and lord knows my age you know pushing 50 here that shift doesn't happen in a month well i mean yeah. it can, but <laughs> you know, more often than not it takes a lot more you know yeah. reprogramming of the of the mind so that is, it's always been when i got into mindset it's always been part of it to say how do i get this in front of of teenagers and those who yeah. are about to go in college and, and in college because even in college and you probably know this more than than anybody is these kids that are in college, they have no idea what they want in of life. They're they, half of them are in college and going into them because that's what they were pushed to do yep. or that's where they were told the money's at, but there's no mm-hmm. passion in that, in that field. So they come out of it and there's no desire. So why are they not succeeding in that? Because they really didn't want it to begin with. Yep. And so determining what the, you know, taking your mindset and saying what is your passion really what is it that you want to do and there's exercises you can do i mean coaches says all kinds of exercises to say mm-hmm. let's figure out what your goals are supposed to be in life Let's we can yeah. work on them I in mean, five-year goals ten-year goals whatever that looks like and we can begin to build this roadmap through personal development and mindset that doesn't matter what's on that piece of paper you can succeed at it mm-hmm. so it is it's, it's Sorry, I got, got a little soapbox there. It's, <laughs> it's so important. I couldn't agree with you more that, that yeah. personal development is something that needs to be in, 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 in high school,
1: definitely. Yeah. Well, not, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't apologize for getting on the soapbox. It's just one of those things that honestly we're taking the platform and uh, as we record and people watch this and share it and whatnot, it's stuff that sometimes parents aren't thinking about it. Um, They haven't thought about it because it's not anything that's been part of their life and whatnot. And then they can start looking and saying, well, maybe this is something to incorporate within the family and whatnot. Uh, But it's it's one of those things that we got to use the platform and uh, share what we know, because that's the, the value of the value that you have to pass on to somebody else. And uh, it's just a matter of people being open and whatnot. So it this is one of the big things because when I've, I, I don't know if I said it, but I know I've talked about business owners, but with families and telling the students, hey, go talk to them. I had a, I had a uh, father that's like, man, I haven't thought about that before of having them go talk to somebody in the career field. And so that's just proof right there that, It's outside that you don't normally think about that. Um, And then the other sad thing, and I think I talked to Jasper on this, so I don't know. Things bleed together. So, But um, I heard a story of this, this mom and dad were a doctor and lawyer, and the students loved to figure out how things worked, loved using their mind and whatnot, and it talked about becoming an HVAC tech or an electrician. And the parents are like, you won't have a great life by getting into the trades because they are in that mindset piece. And they've been stuck that the only way to have a good life is by being a doctor and lawyer. Um, But if the parents really thought about it, the kid could have gone to trade school, a technical school, apprenticeship, got out with very little debt. And be making a lot of money, um, probably more than you could make as a doctor and a lawyer, depending on where you're at in the doctor room and whatnot. Um, but hearing those types of stories, that's the, the sad stat that you kind of face and you look at. And um, part of what I do is trying to help the student make the most informed decision, but having the parents on the same page to support the kid. And uh, I think that's the biggest issue is a lot of times parents don't support the child, they're trying to live vicariously through their kid and pushing them in directions that don't fit them. Um, But it's also the parents may have given up on their own dreams. And now the kids are in that same boat where, oh, don't dream. Think realistically. um, Because, like, you have these individuals that are gamers. And I think it was uh, he was either 12 or 13. He won the Fortnite World Championship and he won three million dollars. And so, but as parents, they're like, no, we can't have that. Even though you have some, uh, a lot of colleges now that are starting to create e-sports teams. Um, and so the shift that's taking place is huge. Um, and you got a lot of kids that are very passionate about gaming, um, but do they get the support from their parents because of the ideas and the thoughts that the parents have?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I, I, I kind of fall on, I did fall into that but it, not for probably the reasons that you think. So I didn't let my kids really get into gaming until a little bit later just because you know part of my schooling was was cybersecurity and you learn a lot about the kind of people that are out there mm-hmm. in those. And so mine was just more of a of a protective aspect but now that they're old enough to in to know, hey, if someone you know approaches you this way, this is probably what that is. And yeah. um, so now I let them. They stream all the time, and um, you know, my my youngest is. I think I want to be. I want to program computer games. I'm like, that's cool. Like we can we can look at that. I was like, but do you know that there's also a big industry of testing mm. games. Because the coding aspect is like again, I'm all about the coding. I love it. It's good times, and um, and that could be that could be really cool. Like what (laughs) the things that they can do with that is just out of this world, right? And then to see the end result of what you just did with you know billions lines of codes, and you see the end result come up on this computer screen, that's very fulfilling. Um, But at the same time, if if you know go to I'm, at least he has someone who can do programming, so I can show him the coding that goes behind these mm-hmm. and see what he says. But if that's what you do, streaming, gaming, but if you don't want to just be a streamer, see if you can get a job testing it. Because these people who create these games, they have to do a pre-market release, right? It, is it mm-hmm. gonna be successful? Is it yeah. something that, that we really want? And so, I don't know if you remember the, the, the movie Big? You ever seen the movie Big with Tom Hanks? Yep, yep. Where he get the te- he got to test all the toys and he would, that was just like the greatest job ever. So it's the same type of thing, right? There's 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 all these uh, you know different aspects of in- these industries that you could even tap into if, if it's not you know if the vet tech isn't something you, what that you want. Well, what other kind of things can you do in that yeah. that field in that realm that has less to do with the blood and this and that so maybe it's it's you know boarding animals or taking those animals and and getting them through physical therapy so after the blood and guts you know now you can do the loving and the and the hugging on them and nurturing them back to the health so maybe that's the aspect of the veterinarian part that you you really want to get into so there's so many different aspects to this as well that again but if you don't talk to people like doesn't get your point if you don't talk to people Get into their, you know, what goes on. You'll, you're never going to know this aspect. So, yeah, um, yeah. I like I will let my kids. They, they, I don't even see them half the time they're here because they're in their streaming games. And, and my oldest, he just he he has his little stream lab Twitch account thing that he's doing and whatever. I mean, it's if they can make money on it, who am I? You know, even if yeah. you have a job. We have a friend, Q, who games, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yep. in, then why wouldn't he? It's just another income stream. When he's off of work, he can come and stream his games and make money at it. Why not?
1: Yeah, the stream of income. So. Yeah, it, it's so funny. It's just how we really, as adults, just kind of have to. We got to shift our mindset piece, um, and that's the biggest thing. And so it's it's a unique thing uh, that people really have to shake themselves out of whatever's taking place and whatnot. So, but when you look at everything you've gone through, your experience and whatnot, what would be one thing that you may do differently if you could go back in time? What would be something that you'd be uh, you'd do differently?
0: Man. I- I always hate that question because, and I hate to be like this. The, the, there's, there's not much that I would do differently because of the experiences that I had, yeah, right. It, it, it's made me who I am. Now, if I could have learned those things earlier, that's obviously that would be something I would be do differently. But how, how do, how do you say okay if I could go back and learn that earlier? Well, you learned it because of the processes that you already that you had to go through. Yeah. Uh, so being running, you know, running away from home and working two full time jobs at, at the age of sixteen, so I can pay rent. And so I was an adult at the age of sixteen. So maybe not running away from home, but yeah. you know what? The the people that I met and the things that I learned from that has given me my drive, and it really has made me understand a lot more you know now that i've done the personal development and i have more of the knowledge of the mindset and i look backwards and I say oh this is you know when i was actually pushing myself forward and knowing where my head was at that was the mindset piece and then so connecting all the dots later it's it's i just i am thankful for the journey because I, I just i've experienced so much so but i guess if i had to answer that question it would probably be not
1: running away from home yeah well, yeah and but i think uh when we get th- that question asked though too honestly we have to look and be like well this was just part of the journey this is what shaped me to be who i am um and I, the only other thing that i really speak to with uh, students and families is why you, if you colleges are out that you're gonna go ultimately talk to your professors um Talk to your classmates and if you can start drumming up ideas outside of everything, it's a beautiful thing, but ultimately talk to your professors because they know people that you don't know and start building those relationships and then they could potentially help you out when you get ready to graduate and you need that connection. Um, I would say that's probably the one big thing is students just need to take the time to ultimately, talk and build the, so I think probably being able to teach students networking skills (laughs) and get that started early uh, would be a beautiful thing. Um, Now it it goes into, I don't know, maybe we, we crave, maybe we talked to uh, uh, Amanda with a homeschool of heroes and maybe create something in regards with the personal development realm and see about trying to get into the schools with it. Um, because I know I've got a good friend that does, it's called stand up, stand out, and it's an anti-bullying program. Mm -hmm. Um, so why not create a, a personal development piece that we could bring in, and you've got your your uh, degree i've got a degree so it's like we could create a course and instead of like people going through deca we create this personal development course and really shift and start changing so this may be something that we have to talk about offline and see what we can do with it well, um, so interesting
0: thing that that just happened recently with so amanda hannon for anybody who's listening because this, this is actually a good a good platform for um, Homeschool Heroes is she developed the program her and her brother did based off of what COVID's been doing with the school. So, you know, to get more tutoring time and to get teachers to have more face time with their kids, uh, their students, um, you, you know, teachers can go onto this platform and essentially say, You know, I I teach math or I teach science or I Mm teach this. So if your child needs more attention than that, you know, here's my profile. I charge whatever. And so the teachers can have like this this side hustle type thing, but still based off of, you know, what their degree is in. So what Amanda has done is she has opened that up to not just teachers now. So Mm. what you're saying can actually be can happen with Homeschool Heroes is you can develop the the personal development courses and say this is the course i offer is really important right now and and so if these parents or students decide that's a good idea Mm -hmm. there you go and so um so
1: yeah. <laughs> we might <buy>, <laughs> yeah, we might have to. So all right, sounds good. So but yeah, no, it was a great conversation. Uh it's one of those things that when I start talking to people, sometimes it doesn't go down the route that we start with. Um, but ultimately it's just sharing the experience that I have, the knowledge that I have, and bringing people on and just sharing their experience um, and being able to go. So, of course, this, this actually for this podcast, for this live stream, Jasper was the first individual because all the other episodes that I've done, it's been by myself. Uh, so, this will actually be the first time that we run through uh, pod decks. So, um, <laughs> and your, it's a good thing.
0: You didn't do, I I didn't get to watch all the one with with Jasper. So you didn't do pod decks with her.
1: No, because she had to get off because they were getting ready to roll out because they were down uh, doing some stuff with the Tabal and whatnot. So, um, the interesting thing is, there is a deck in here off of that that's a philosophy deck. And so, kind of goes with all this stuff. So, I had to laugh and whatnot. Um, and so, the first question here is it, Is it more important to be respected or liked?
0: Um I don't know. I guess I would go I'll go with respected cuz you know there I've I've had some people that I didn't necessarily like um, mm-hmm. but when they talked I listened cuz I respected them. Yeah. And they gave me direction in life that you know, they're, they're people I would never hang out with on a personal level because we just weren't there. But, yeah. you know, they did have wisdom that I respected. So I would say respect.
1: This is one of those tough things uh, when I look at it, because honestly, I think it starts with the, the liking aspect that built into the respect aspect. Because I think, honestly, if you respect somebody, you're not going to fully agree. Um, But if you like somebody and you start building that relationship, it goes into that potential where if you've got to do something and you build that relationship, people are going to come along with you. Um, and then ultimately you can go from being liked and building that where somebody truly respects you because of that relationship that you built. So it's one of these things that it, it depends on how you look at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a perception. What, what came first in the chicken or the egg? So do, you, yeah. do I like you to respect you or do I respect you and then like you? Yeah. And, but I, and I'll still say that when I, when I say that, when I say the respect aspect, it's not that I didn't like these people, right? There are just people out there that I, I would not resonate with on a personal level. Yeah. So, but you know, when it came to taking what they told me as, you should do this, this is a really good idea, I can, I can respect your thing because I know what you've been through. and I just, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go out and, and sit down and have coffee with you because we just don't really have that much to talk about in that level yeah so I guess that's really where I was going from that and it's not like I hated them it's not like I you know I I spoke badly about them it's just they're just we were just we were just not there right
1: no I got it um but I think it's interesting because you start seeing how people think um and so you're gonna get multiple different answers and whatnot so I know this deck would be perfect with uh flip
0: (laughs) yeah well flip will heal he'll blow
1: your mind. You ask. him, yeah. he'll be like, well, <laughs> break down
0: <into> life <laughs> life actually means and the word result. And he, he just has all that flip is a he's one of those guys that I like and I mm-hmm. respect both. So yep. he's a he's a good he's a good cat.
1: I like it. Yep. So the next one is, is there an absolute way to attain a happy state of mind? Say that again? is there an absolute way to attain a happy state of mind yeah absolutely (laughs) i i look at it because you've talked about it um ultimately it's the internal piece but i think it also comes into regards to what you've been talking about the abundance versus scarcity um and so that mindset if you have the abundance mindset that helps out with the gratitude and being happy but if you've got the scarcity your energy and vibration is going a different route and it doesn't produce a state of uh happiness um so for me i look at it as that way there's things that build up um and you can obtain a state of happiness within your mind it's just you've got to work on it
0: so here's 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 the process I'll, I'll just give you the process and if you can do it you'll be happy so you but you have to understand how the mind works so i'll try to make this quick and i'll just i'll give the condensed verses but you have to understand how the how the mind works right And Scott, you know this very well so the, the mind is is on a high level separated into two pieces right you have your conscious and your subconscious And so what most people do and where the the unhappiness comes from is people are focusing on their current position in life or their current results and things that they are not happy about. Hmm. So what happens is that's your conscious thinking. You're consciously focusing on these things. And then with that conscious thought, it it, it presses down all those thoughts into your subconscious and your subconscious where that is where your feelings are generated from okay so as you're focusing on these this position that's not great it's bad it's terrible you impress that on your subconscious your subconscious is generating these feelings of depression of anxiety of all these negative emotions right and then those negative emotions (laughs) what those do is they produce action so your body is going to habitually react to the emotions that your subconscious is pushing out there and so what do you do when you're depressed You sit on the couch you binge watch netflix you eat a pint of ice cream whatever you know it's not productive and so now you're doing that and you're again consciously going i hate my life i shouldn't Mm -hmm. just be sitting here binge watching netflix and so what's happening you got that conscious thought again so it's impressing your subconscious so it's this cycle right you're just constantly unhappy so if you want to be happy you have to take your thoughts and your mind and the conscious part and say cool where do i want to be in life and this is where you flip everything you say this is the whole mindset piece this is the whole foundation of it you say i would i want to be here this is my goal to me this Mm -hmm. is my ambition this is where i want to go and then you're consciously you focus on that and so people when people talk about being positive that's the focus. So where's your focus at? Yep. So you're focusing on that positive aspect of where the forward thinking, the moving forward in life, your goals, your ambitions, the dreams, all that. So when you think about that, you, the, you're the you impressing that in your subconscious. So what feelings comes from that? Excitement, happiness, mm-hmm. joy, gratitude. And so all that is, begins to give you more actions and the, what actions go with all that you move you're you're moving forward you're going towards your goal because that's where your feelings and all those emotions are directing that so you're getting these different results so Mm -hmm. then when you're focusing on those new results those are good results and so now the cycle happens but it's pushing you that way so there's your happiness right there just it will happen every single time you focus you put your thoughts onto those you'll be happy
1: And I think that that also plays into with students in high school having to worry about tests and whatnot and not worrying about tests, but taking tests. Like, what are they focusing on? Are they focusing on? Oh, man, I haven't done very well. um, And then the brain starts looking and finding answers for those questions. And so this is another example here of how it impacts students. Uh, college, all that different stuff. Being an adult,
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. When you're, when you're, so when your student is sitting there going, I hate math. Well, of course, mm-hmm. you hate math because you just told yourself you hated math. Yeah. So, telling yourself you hate it, say, Math's not that hard. I get it. It's fine. Yeah. And the more you tell yourself that, then your body, your mind, see, your subconscious doesn't know it doesn't know the difference between truth or false, right? It just yeah. knows whatever your conscious is feeding it. That's what we're going to do. So when you say I hate math, I have a test coming up, where's that your anxiety is coming from? Mm-hmm. Is, is like stop telling yourself that you suck at math, you hate math or whatever. Yep. like no, I can do this. I got this. I can figure this out. I can. I can instead of I hate, I can't, I don't. Yep. So stop using those <laughs> negative terms and use the yep. positive ones and then you will succeed at math. It is
1: it, it, 100% yep. the time. I guarantee it. Sorry. And, and we'll go, this is the last one. We'll go with the last one here. Uh, it says, what book have you read multiple times?
0: I have read quite a few books. So I've read I've read Think and Grow Rich probably about three to, three or four times now. And then I, uh, U Squared, it's easy. So I, I can read that one forever, but I love U Squared. U Squared is, is, is an amazing book. So I've read that quite a few times. Um, I mean, the list goes on. I
1: have, there's a few. For me personally, I haven't, I've read a lot of books and I haven't gone back and read the books multiple times, but I know the one for me that I speak highly of and really tell people you need to check the book out. You need to read it. um, Because you'll hear individuals like Napoleon Hill when he, was going through the studies and then the book Think and Grow Rich, you've had individuals that speak about reading Think and Grow Rich multiple times, reading it once a year just because people have to understand that as you read, your mind starts expanding and your mind's like a plastic bag. Once you stretch it, it's not going to go back. And so when you go read another book that you read once already, you're going to start seeing things that were there, but when you read it the first time, your brain wasn't ready for it. And so it's that personal development, reading, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the one book that I, I look at, and it will be one that constantly going back every year and rereading it, is The Boot and the Badass by the Lachiani. Because there's so much in there, uh, different exercises that can benefit individuals, young individuals. um, If you're getting ready and you're in a section of a job that maybe you're not the CEO, but you can become a leader within that section and make changes that can be very huge. Um, But that's one of the books that would be read multiple times. But I've also had... Uh, another book that John Gordon had written called The uh, the One Word. And so that's something that you read every year at towards the end of the year before you head into the new year. And you start figuring out what that one word that you want to focus on for that upcoming year. Um, but it goes into the focus piece. What you focus on expands. And so it's, it's funny when you start looking and you start connecting things and you're like, okay, yep, here we go. <laughs>
0: No, I and uh, you're the you referenced Buddha and the Badass a lot. So I actually I'm, I'm picking that up this week. So I'll be reading that one, and then I can share in your um, that you know that philosophy and everything that you that you always talk about. Because as highly as you th- as you talk about it, it's something that I feel like is probably a, a really good read. So I'll be I'll be reading that.
1: And, uh, and and that, it, it comes into play too that for students in high school, read, uh, read both fiction and nonfiction. You want to read the fiction because it has your brain that gets activated in a different way. Um, and then of course, read the nonfiction, get into the personal development, read the different, uh, autobiographies because there was an individual that we had, myself and Patrick had interviewed Jason Alexander that runs, uh. Ocean Connection, and one book that really stuck out was the Autobiography of Steve Jobs. And um, so it's one of those things that, honestly, if you want to cut down your learning curve, these books that have been written are the experience of somebody that you can take 25 years of this person's experience and cut down your learning curve very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, So it... (laughs) Like I said, with the stuff that I know now, if I could go back in time in high school with this, man, things would be different. But you know what? I can't change it. Um, I'm where I'm at now because of the journey and uh, choices that were made. And so just grow, progress and do big things.
0: (laughs) And I know just to add to that again, and I'll say this, too, because those who say they hate math and people who tell yourself, I hate to read. Stop telling yourself you hate to read. Just read. And mm-hmm. you literally are, you know, how I always refer to it as you're collapsing time. You're taking mm-hmm. all this knowledge. And that's what's so cool about Think and Grow Rich and why it's such a huge thing even today is Napoleon Hill had interviewed like you know, 500 of these people who had massive parts of success yep. and scientifically went through it and said, how did you get that? And then took put all of that research into this book that you can read in about a week. I mean, literally. Yep. Just collapsed all that time and learned all that information in a week, and and go for it. And that's that's the beauty of books. It's just like you said. It's you're taking what people have studied all their life for, and you're getting all the best parts of all the things, the good parts that they learned out of it. And so you're literally collapsing time
1: and on your, your your forward movement. Yeah, no. So, man, appreciate it, Dr. G, Garrett, uh, jumping on here. Uh, I know we were talking about it yesterday and then just decided, hey, let's just do it tomorrow. Um, I know I've got a couple other individuals. Uh, I've talking, spoken to uh, Kristen McDonald that's kind of going the route of um, helping students kind of figure out who they are. Um, And so trying to go that route. So that's somebody that I want to bring on and have that perspective. And then of course we know quite a few people that are in the trades with different things um, and bringing them on just to share their perspective and show that there's, many different ways to do things um and like i said college isn't for everybody so and if if that makes you mad don't be mad at me it's it's the truth like college isn't for everybody and if your student isn't meant to go to college don't force them into that box because they're not going to be happy um and they're not going to be productive and you'll have an individual that is like, man, this sucks. Um, And so it's more of trying to help the students figure out what's gonna be best for them as an individual, but it also comes into regards knowing that every choice you make has consequences, good or bad, we don't know. Um, But every choice you you make is gonna have some sort of reaction with it. Um, But that also comes into the mindset piece where, yeah, you may think it's gonna have a bad consequence, but if you think about it, there's things that can come out of it that can be a good thing.
0: I think, you know, you should, we we talk about doing these classes and stuff for kids, but there should be one for parents too, because there, there are ways, and Jasper, Jasper always, she tries to talk to me about this, and she says it's probably one of my stronger points, is talking to parents about how to deal with their kids on that, because Mm -hmm. like you said, when you force somebody to doing that, you're not helping them at all you're you're pushing them to be depressed and unhappy yep. and so listen you know is so there that's an important piece with parents is that we we always think we know best but you don't you, we because mm-hmm. your kid is not you right not <laughs> yeah you. so you have to listen to, to the likes and wants of your child and so yep. it's just but again like you it, and we say this all the time it's an internal thing and it's in an, mind it's your mind piece those two things have to be in, in coherence, right they have to be they have to mail, They have to be awesome, oh. or everything else around you is is gonna be bad. So yeah. But you know, uh, Scott, I appreciate you having me on. It was fun. This is this is probably one of the best interviews that I had because I, awesome, I felt I felt passionate about. So um, it was good. Good. Thank you for having
1: me. Yeah, I appreciate you taking up uh, the time. And then for anybody that's watching this on the replay go ahead and share it. Um, Anybody that you know that could benefit from this, share it. Um, Because ultimately, the value that's in this, there's a lot of value, it has to be shared. Um, And so ultimately, people that are watching this, if you know somebody that could benefit from this, hit the little button to share it and send it to the person. Um, It's on our YouTube channel Two Native Sons Twitch is a little bit different because it, it, you record and then you don't go back and you don't see it's all live streamed and whatnot. Um, but ultimately, the more we can get out with the information and share it, the better off we're going to be as a society. Um, and ultimately, we got to remember that for change to occur, we've got to be the change. Um, and so starting with the young generation. the have to
0: understand that the world's changing whether you like it. Yep. I mean, it's changing. Things are we're gonna to go to a place that we're never gonna be. That there's gonna be a new normal, and so yep. the old way of doing things is just not the way of doing things anymore. So change—it's very important. So yeah, definitely, especially this, because the new generations—they're—they're gonna to have to deal with it. So they—they need, mm-hmm. they need this podcast more than us grown folks. But yeah, <laughs> so it, yeah, if you can share it, I just Scott does amazing work with with the kids and this. So I. Fully support sharing
1: sharing of this podcast. Appreciate it, appreciate it. So yeah, other than that, we'll catch you guys later. I'll have uh the next episode next week. Uh who will be on with me? I don't know, so I gotta reach out and whatnot. It might just be myself. So other than that, we'll catch you guys later. Appreciate you guys your time and just uh checking it out. In the broadcast